0: Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd you are locked on pelicans your daily new orleans pelicans podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. And yeah, that streak is continuing as the Pelicans grab a 130-101 win over the Houston Rockets, stretching their winning streak out to four games. Now, we'll break this game down for you in the first segment, as well as the second segment and really talk about how I was impressed with them in the fourth quarter even though this game wasn't kind of close and I'll explain what I mean by that and then we'll preview tonight's game and see if the Pelicans can run this up to five as they take on the Chicago Bulls. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. We're going streaky! Yes! To the tune of four in a row as the Pelicans beat the Houston Rockets, this was an interesting game. And let's get the ref part out of the way because the refs sucked in this. Like, just absolutely sucked, right? Like, there's there's, there's no other way to say this. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I don't think it ultimately mattered. Like, the Pelicans won by 29. Clearly, the refs didn't affect the game that much. And I was on the radio a couple times yesterday saying, to me, this one looked like a pretty easy win for New Orleans, and it ended up being the case. If you contain John Wall, something the team didn't do in the first half but did in the second half, you limit Eric Gordon. Like, who else was going to beat you on this? Rockets team since they lost Christian Wood, they've been in a bit of a tailspin and struggling. And there's just no one else there right now, um, especially with Victor Oladipo out in this game. That was really kind of a worry. Which is great. New Orleans needed something like this. But like these games over the weekend against the Indiana Pacers and the Memphis Grizzlies, games that they won in the fourth quarter, where they we kind of saw in this one that they were learning how to close out teams, close out games. They never put the you know pick their uh, foot up off the gas in this one, right? They kind of just kept going, didn't ever get a little bit complacent, and managed to beat the Houston Rockets handily by that. There were times when the Rockets had the momentum and New Orleans could have let them in. They didn't. So ultimately, while the ref sucked, and look, I, I shouldn't, we shouldn't ever really know a ref's name, right? Like that's a big part of this. We don't we shouldn't know who the hell Zarba is. Zach Zarba, the ref in this one, but we do. And it's annoying, and it was bad, it was inconsistent, it's not what the NBA should be looking to do and put on their national broadcast game, one of the highlights of the week. But whatever, it didn't ultimately impact it, and we don't need to get that upset by it. This game, though, belonged to Zion Williamson. Even though he was dealing with foul trouble in this one, picking up two fouls within the first two and a half minutes, picking up his third foul as well in the first half, and having to sit for a chunk of it, he made his presence felt 7 assists in this one for the big man and that's a big number for him obviously ties his career high and the Pelicans this season are 5 and 0 when he dishes out 5 or more assists On the year. And basically, it's all come in these past six games, right? The Point Zion is very clearly the next evolution of this team and a lot of pieces clicking into place. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. I talked about it on the radio in both Lafayette and here in New Orleans on WWL, where I said, you have a lot of guys who are good ball handlers for short stretches. Lonzo Ball is not that. Chris Paul, Steve Nash esque kind of point guard. You don't want him to have the ball in his hands like that the entirety of the game. Eric Budsoe is too inconsistent. Brandon Ingram probably doesn't need to have the offense run through him too much, at least in the first three quarters. And this is what I want to get to in the second segment of today's show, talking about him in the fourth quarter and the way they're using him and why I think it's more effective and saving him for that. Essentially, you let him do it a little bit, but now you give a lot of it to Zion too. And you've got four guys really sharing the rock and the starters and initiating the offense themselves. I think that's big. No one's being taxed too much. No one's kind of going outside their boundaries, their comfort zone when it comes to this. And no one's being asked to do just a, 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 take on a load that they're not capable of handling. And it's really working. And that's why I think you're seeing this team play some of the best basketball. No one's being asked to do too much and to be the single savior. But Point Zion sure as hell freaking works, Right. You saw it in this, him bringing the ball up the court, being the focal point of the offense, and then forcing the defense to react around that and creating open shots for others. When they try post-ups with Zion, he's really easy to defend. You know what he's going to do. Guys can just converge on him, and if you don't have the other players in position to be outlets for him, which they don't a lot of the time, it becomes pretty easy to defend. But with the ball in his hand, you're not quite sure what he's going to do, right? There's that degree of uncertainty that's keeping defenses off balance, and they're so scared of the drive... They sag off of him, which leaves that two-man game with, the, with a guard wide open, that pick-and-pop situation. And then if the rest of the team is making their shots, making their threes, and the Pelicans shot 39% from deep in this game, 12-31, of 31, they're going to be able to win games. It's not anything revolutionary in a sense. But it's really effective and it really works because of the players that you have. On the night, Zion Williamson, in limited minutes, in limited kind of usage because of those fouls, finished with, um, where did the numbers just go? 20 points on 10 shots. He took 10 field goal attempts, 10 shots at the free throw line, went 8 of of 10 there, and then 5 rebounds and 7 assists. That's really good. By the way, just one turnover from him in this one. 20 points on 10 shots along with seven assists. It's it, He's growing. He's evolving. He's taking a leap. You're seeing it. And they're using him. The coaching staff, Sam Gundy and all of them deserve tons of credit in very creative ways that's leading to a lot of victories here. So let's talk about some of the rest of the guys here. And I'll touch on B.I. in this in the next segment before we preview tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls coming up. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by 1010. You may have read about this in the New York Times or InStyle Magazine, maybe even Forbes, and I'm excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic, it's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. We're good! going to keep playing that one because you know what it's pretty fun and we're in a good mood especially after the pelicans win 130 101 over the houston rockets getting some revenge for that game the other day um and you got like to see this win new orleans as i mentioned in the opening of this kept the houston rockets at bay throughout the fourth quarter you know net things never really got within 10 points but you saw the houston rockets gather their momentum start to make a run and then new orleans had an answer every single time and often that came in the <laughs> in the answer of Josh Hart, who was flat out amazing in this game. 20 points for him on the night, 17 rebounds, all of this off the bench. First guard off the bench to grab 17 boards since 2006, according to Andrew Lopez, friend of the show, of ESPN. Didn't shoot like the ball particularly well from three. Took nine threes, only made three of them, but did every freaking thing else you could want out of this dude. He's not been great this season, offensively, and I think he's a little little overrated on the defensive side of the ball, not by much. And this was a game where, you know what, those kind of key plays, those hustle plays that he can just do that no one else on this Pelicans team can probably means you got to pay the dude this offseason and bring him back next year because he just adds so much value with all of that dirty work kind of stuff. 17 boards is no freaking joke for any player, let alone a guard, a wing in the sense that Josh Hart is tremendous performance from him on the night. You got co- competent play off the bench from Willie Hernan Gomez, 14 points, 10 boards. One of his better performances. I've thought as a, pel- as a Pelican so far, look, it's just like replacement level, nothing special, average basketball, bi- backup, big man, providing quality minutes and giving you that. And it really helps, which which is damning for Jackson Hayes because it tells you how bad he had been and how much he was actively hurting this team. When Willie Herman and Gomez, not doing a whole lot, and you're like, wow, look at that dude. Kyra Lewis Jr. in this one, also off the bench, 10 points, 3-6 shooting. He was 4-4 from the line. He looks pretty good, continued to look good defensively too. Um, even making a play on... Eric Gordon, or I forget who it was, and not Eric Gordon, and drew the charge that got overturned, but a good hustle play from him. Out of the other starters, Brandon Ingram we'll touch on in a second here. Steven Adams did, you know, just quiet night, didn't need to do a whole lot. Eric Bledsoe on the night, 10 points for him, two of six shooting, I'll take it. Lonzo Ball, 15 points, three of six shooting, I will absolutely take that, along with six rebounds, three assists, his assist number's been dropping, using him off ball. As a spot-up shooter, 3 and D kind of guy, and it works. He did struggle, though, against John Wall, particularly in the first half of this one where John Wall just kind of went off. But they limited Wall in the second half, and you could really see the Pelicans kind of run away with this one. 16 points for Wall in the first half, and... Uh, Lonzo had no answer for him Which look as a basketball guy I really like seeing John Wall play particularly well That's been very cool um, After all of the injuries and everything he's dealt with Only 9 points for him in the second half I'll take that Seems like a good quality uh, defensive effort from the Pelicans there. Only eight points for Eric Gordon in the second half as well. So 16 combined, it's pretty good all things considered. And Houston just had no one else that was capable of really stepping up. Brandon Ingram, though, I thought was really good down the stretch for New Orleans in this one. Trying to be the absolute closer. In the fourth quarter, he played five minutes. Four of four from the field, including making a three, nine total points. That's the type of performance you want to see out of him. He hasn't been good in the fourth quarter through much of the year so far, but they were running a lot of the offense through him. For all of the quarters and maybe that tired him out a little bit. Maybe it allowed defenses to kind of just focus in on him and throw him off his game. And he went through a stretch, right? Five, six, seven, eight games where he didn't look quite like himself. But now that you've got um, Zion Williamson coming up with the ball, sharing the ball handling duties around a little bit more, it does seem to free him up. And using him off-ball enough during the first three quarters and then letting him try and take over in the fourth, that's a really good way to close games out. And I really mean it when I've seen a lot of growth from this team in terms of fourth quarter play over these past three in particular. This game wasn't close in the fourth quarter, yet New Orleans really managed to slam the door in the face of the Houston Rockets. They won the quarter 38-20. to 20. And a lot of that was due to Brandon Ingram's play being the leading scorer for New Orleans in that final period. Um, And it's exactly what you want to see out of him. Most importantly in this game and getting that big win, Pelicans were able to not play guys too many minutes other than Josh Hart. He's the only guy that played over 30 minutes in this game. Lonzo Ball was at 29 and a half. Zion Williamson played almost 21 minutes. Brandon Ingram, 28 minutes. Playing on a back-to-back where you're going to get on a plane, go to... Um, the Chicago, which they're probably on the plane right now as I record this, being able to get these dudes some rest in anticipation of the back-to-back, that's a really important move. And so good on the Pelicans for understanding everything going on in this game and closing the door early, finishing it off, and then getting ready for the game tonight as they take on the Chicago Bulls. We'll preview that coming up here in the next segment of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is next month, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to the GOAT, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to the Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They take on the Chicago Bulls tonight on the road. Again, this is a relatively well-rested Pelicans team, given that they didn't play anyone really over 30 minutes other than Josh Hart in last night's game. And the Chicago Bulls are reeling a little bit. They're 2-6 and in their last eight, and they're dealing with an absolute ton of injuries right now. Larry Markkinen is out for a couple of weeks. Um, Wendell Carter is out for them as well. And Otto Porter Jr. is listed as... As questionable last I checked For this game and he didn't play In their last game on Monday This is rough for them Those are some of the key guys to this team But this game could be Pretty similar to the one the Pelicans Just played against the Houston Rockets Good guard play can elevate This Chicago Bulls team They're led by Zach Levine Over 27 points per game 5 rebounds, 5 assists He's shooting 41% from deep If you can slow him down and the Pelicans Are going to need to do a better job than they did against John Wall. You could potentially cruise to that. Kobe White is also there alongside him in the backcourt, averaging 15 points per game, five assists, five rebounds. He's shooting pretty well as well, 35% from deep. I don't know. That's kind of it. If Otto Porter doesn't play in this one, that definitely limits them a little bit. And after that, it's guys like Thad Young and Patrick Williams you need to worry about. One of them being a rookie. I don't know how much he's going to be able to impact this game. They do a good job of trying to get inside and score. And this is where Steven Adams and the Pelicans defense is really going to need to come into play. They take a lot at times of high percentage looks. One of the better shooting teams in the league. You're going to need to try and limit that. And if you do, I don't know if they're going to have enough offense to really keep up with New Orleans in this one and what the Pelicans have been able to do. They're not great. You know, they're they're in the bottom third when it comes to defense. They're right at like 18th when it comes to offense. Not particularly great, but not abjectly bad either. But they turn the ball over a lot offensively. And if you get it where Lonzo Ball is playing maybe a little bit more off ball, getting his hands in the passing lanes and creating havoc and turnovers this one could spiral out of control quickly in the favor of the pelicans here so hopefully that's going to be the case i don't know you know i'm not going to count them out in this one back-to-backs are tough we've seen road games be even tougher but new orleans should have the advantage in this one they're the surging team they're going we're needed an excuse to use that one more time. Um, So, you know, they're, they're the team that's looking for their fifth win, and the Bulls are just trying to kind of get off of their skid and likely to continue onto the skid. They also foul a lot, meaning New Orleans should be able to get to the line too. I don't know. I see a Pelicans victory in this one, and I'm feeling pretty good about their chances. So hopefully that'll be the case and the Pelicans get their fifth win tonight as they take on the Chicago Bulls. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison. And at NOLA Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.